magical place we could go. So close your eyes and make a wish for the skies with the angriest, flappiest birds and the seas with ridiculous fish. The Dutch Arcade Show is here again. Show. Hey guys, what is up? And welcome to the Touch Arcade Show, episode number 575. Um, what's new in the world of Eli Hodap? Uh, I don't know. I guess you've returned from the dead this week. Why didn't, oh, yeah. Why didn't we record last week? I wasn't feeling good and had a bunch of stuff going on. I We've had... So my in-laws have stayed with us. They're coming today. Again, this will be the fifth week out of six weeks that they've stayed the weekend with us. And it's because, um, I don't know, just various things they've come for. Like one was like Thanksgiving and another was they, uh, I don't even remember what the other things are, but it's cool. I don't really mind. I get along with my in-laws and stuff and they're great to have around with the kids. But um, it's just uh, makes my weekends a lot busier and they're already pretty busy with the two little guys. So. Yeah, that's understandable. Yeah, and then today they are re it. We had a gas leak in our gas main outside of our house like a couple weeks ago. That's exciting. And they, came and they dug into the neighbor's yard like six feet down and had to get to this pipe and fix it and filled it all in. And then they they had to tear out part of the sidewalk and they filled it in with like black asphalt and it looked pretty crappy. And I guess it was just temporary. But so now they're there today to re pour the sidewalk. It seems and um. They're just completely blocking our driveway. And so like Pam's getting the kids ready and we're going to get in the car. They have to go meet someone somewhere for a play date. And uh, we have to tell these dudes like, oh, clean up all your shit and move your truck <laughs> because we need to get out of our driveway. Yikes. They did not seem happy about that. Um, and then the dog has been going bananas over all that, too. So it's been an exciting morning. Say that much. Yeah, I had um my my last house. They ended up needing to uh, a similar deal. Like they had detected mm-hmm. a gas leak, like basically in my front yard, mm-hmm. and dug up like an unbelievable amount of it. But what was kind of yeah. cool was that the the grading of my front yard at the time was sort of goofy. Like there was mm-hmm. like this weird like kind of divot in it that just collected water when it rained. And after yeah. they did that, they like regraded the whole thing out like perfectly, so it drained in no the street. And I was like, damn, this is pretty nice. Like it worked out. Yeah, the unexpected. Our... We have a new neighbor, like three houses down and um, directly in front of her house is like another gas leak. So they had like the the little like construction signs out, like blocking off and stuff like that. It's strange you uh, have so many gas leaks in such a small you know, area. I don't, I, I don't ask questions. I'm just asking not to be blown up. But um, and she had like a little housewarming party um, like a month ago or something. And we were talking about it or whatever. But she she bought her house and it's a, it's quite the fixer. And so she has her buddy who's like a landscaper draw up all these front yard plans for her and stuff like that. And she was like, oh, yeah, I hope they rip my front yard (laughs) to pieces because I want to redo it anyway. Maybe they can just landscape it for me while they're at it. Yeah, uh, that'd be cool. Yeah. Well, in the in the time that we haven't spoken, I have completely fallen down the World of Warcraft rabbit hole. Once again, I am Mm -hmm. relapsed. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. <laughs> just a really no better way to put it so yeah. they 
I uh, was pretty tuned out on mm-hmm. like what's been going on with World of Warcraft for like the longest time. Like I burnt out on that game. I don't know over mm-hmm. uh, well over ten years ago, right? Yeah. Right. Um, but during BlizzCon, they announced this thing where so, so right now uh, there's a, a there's three four variations of World of Warcraft out. So you have like the normal World of Warcraft like retail, which is you mm-hmm. know the normal game uh with all the expansions throughout the years mm-hmm. and then a couple of years ago they released um i don't actually i don't know the time frame on this stuff it could have been two years ago it could have been five years ago i have no concept of time anymore when it comes to this kind of stuff <laughs> uh-huh. but so at some point they released wow classic which was basically oh, right. like them rebooting world of warcraft to yeah i remember that yeah. you know, like the original vanilla world of warcraft pre-expansion right and yeah. then that ran for a while and then the players all hit level 60 and ran through all the content and then we're like, all right, well now what? And so <laughs> they decided to start basically like just going through the motions of releasing all the expansions. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and all with the that, same ones over again. Yeah, basically. Um, oh, interesting. <laughs> I don't know. It's kind of, kind of an interesting decision, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. So right now they're on the second expansion i believe wrath of the lich king um Mm. and they are on the verge of releasing the third expansion which is like the one that no one liked and what was like Mm. sort of the catalyst for people playing on these third-party servers that just ran like old school vanilla wow and stuff like that so um as part of that whole announcement at blizzcon they were kind Mm. of teasing this thing where it was like oh and also there's hardcore wow which is like I, I don't know how many expansions are in that game, but if you die, it's permadeath, which is wow. pretty crazy. Yeah. Um, hmm. So as part of the BlizzCon stuff, they were were sort of like uh, my read on it was they were kind of like trying to tease people into continuing to subscribe to do something beyond play this expansion that people didn't really like the first time it was released. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But they were sort of like teasing this thing at the time they were calling classic plus, which was like mm. kind of reminded me of like, um, God, what is it like the, the Marvel uh, like what if series of comics, you know, where it's mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. I can't think of one off the top of my head, you know, but it was like, what if Tony Stark was, went broke or, you know, it's like, yeah. just, it's like weird, <laughs> like alternate, reality sort of stuff right so so they were kind of like proposing stuff like you know what if some of these events that led to um you know these other things that happened in the game just never Mm -hmm. happened at all and instead uh you know other stuff happened so that's Mm -hmm. sort of what this new seasonal mode is called season of discovery um Mm -hmm. where it's like classic vanilla world of warcraft but with like a few wacky things added into it like you can Mm. uh like unlock future abilities and stuff from other expansions but have them in the like old game which is like Mm -hmm. making for a pretty unique game experience that um Mm. i've i've been like really enjoying because like what i liked was you know old school og world of warcraft yeah not all the other dumb bullshit and so this yeah. is that, but kind of with like a new spin on it. That was, this is not the same, but it's kind of the same. It reminds me of back in the day, they released Street Fighter Anniversary Edition. And it was like, you know, there's so many different versions of Street Fighter or whatever. And then they finally released this one where it was like, 
okay, pick your character. Okay, do you want to be the vanilla SF2 guy or do you want to be super turbo guy or whatever? And like, yeah. what fighting style do you want? Like, blah, blah, blah. And it like allowed you to sort of mix and match everything, which was like kind of cool in a way yeah. uh, to sort of experience it that way. So, so this is just neat. I mean, it just seems like yeah. like honest to God fan service. And it's been like shockingly popular, which is making me wonder like mm. if they're not kind of like refactoring what resources are going to go into this project to yeah uh because i don't know it's it it kind of seems like there's there's some stuff that's really cool and some stuff where it's clearly clearly like oh you didn't really put a lot of work into this part of it but it's still kind of neat i guess you know Mm -hmm. and it seems like pretty much everyone that i used to play world of warcraft is like back in this which is wow kind of surprising like i'd love to know what their numbers are as far as like people that have been uh you know lapsed for 10 plus years that are Mm -hmm. subscribed again to play this dumbass version of I'm, the game. Sh- I'm sure they know all that too it has to be a lot like, i mean yeah um so i don't so know do you it, like actually resubscribe too yeah yeah and what's what's cool about it is that now instead of um it just being like a straight level one to level 60 thing which is the max level of old world warcraft they're doing it in like tiers they're calling it so like right mm-hmm. now the max level is 25 and so like everyone can level up to 25 do you like all the shit now that used to be almost totally irrelevant in the game back mm-hmm. in the day. That's now important because it's like top level stuff at this hmm. like particular uh, phase it's in. And then you level up mm-hmm. to 40 and that's going to be another one. And then the final one will be at 60, I guess. So I don't know. It's just, um, it's really cool. It's uh, it, it it's just enough of old school world, world of Warcraft that like feels like uh, extremely nostalgic and fun. Mm-hmm. But it's like different enough too that it's not like because I, I messed around with classic when they first released it and I was like yeah got to level 16 I was like oh yeah I remember now this isn't very fun <laughs> well it's like hard to recapture the first time you do something I feel like we get we go through that a lot when you go yeah. back to replay a game or something that you have all these great memories of and you're just like the time the place me as a person is just different now and it's not the same oh yeah I mean that that's a huge part of it for me with with wild WoW classic was like when that game came out and I don't know, 2003 or whatever. Like I had yeah. nothing going on. I mean, like fucking. Yeah. Nothing. <laughs> I could yeah. play that shit all day long and have really nothing to do. And I, you know, as a, yeah. in my early twenties, I guess, and didn't really have a ton of money to spend on stuff. And it was just like unlimited entertainment for $15 a month was, yeah, you know, pretty awesome. And and now when I tried wild wow, classic, I was like, Oh, I have, I have like responsibilities now. Like I can't just right. like, ignore everything and play this for like 14 hours straight yeah um, <laughs> they do all those emails from all this the different gaming systems like nintendo and xbox and stuff they send you the email like your year in review and it's like hours played and stuff like that and uh people are always like posting theirs and it's like oh you spent 478 hours playing nintendo switch this year and i'm like oh yeah man i wish i had that kind of time <laughs> yeah, let me i think i actually that. think i spent like 200 something which is impressive for me but that's mostly because i could play with the kids but um yeah it's just like funny don't don't have time for any games really but oh here's your personalized switch review what do i gotta do here to oh yeah i probably got one in here somewhere. it's at the switch and review website i think you click the link and go to their website Except but you gotta be like signed in and oh, your my nintendo my fucking um, sign in is on this God mine just signs me in bro technology I never, I never i like log into my nintendo stuff once a, a basic hardware generation more or less 
All right, let's see if this is right. Actually, it's pretty cool. They it's like a animated website that's like got a bunch of cool stats and stuff. It's, uh, Select all yeah. images with stairs. Okay. <laughs> Verify. I played two hundred. Right, it started eighteen hours this year. Thirteen different games. Uh, Tears Tears of the Kingdom was up there as my most played. And uh, Mario Wonder. Yeah. 102 hours. I played three total games. Sports Story, Zelda Tears of the Kingdom, and Super Mario Brothers Wonder. So (laughs) I got the Xbox one and I clicked on it. I haven't played Xbox this whole year. It's oh yeah, <laughs> like, I'm probably the same. Although I don't know, I feel like I've, I've, I'm Duty. like I've surely I've turned it on and like messed around with a game here and there or whatever, or at least updated my so- system software or something. No, I don't think I've turned it on once this year, which is baffling. But uh, yeah, I mean, I it's not surprising. My most played Nintendo game of the year with Tears of the Kingdom. I mean, that game was truly yeah. outstanding. I'm surprised I was able to put 100 hours into it. That was really yeah. That was very well good. this good this is a good segue setup because I was gonna talk about um last week because we didn't record we didn't get to talk about the game awards. Did <gasps> you watch the game awards? The game awards. Uh I watched yeah, I had it on in the background. Um I have yeah. some I have some things I could say that I probably should just not because it's already been said. Well, I, I don't know. I, I I love what the game awards are. I think Jeff Keeley's a good guy, and I, I think it's a good for the medium to have a big award show like that or whatever. But also, um, it's hard not to feel like it's one giant commercial. Yes, right? like yes. and and the awards. You know, I can almost see like some of the lesser awards how they kind of just breeze through them real quick and just announce a winner, and there's no speech or anything like that. But like they do that for some pretty like high up awards that i'm sort of just like oh geez like you're just rattling through this yeah um and, and i like, and i get talking, that it's like a he's like talking so fast he's like an auction caller like auctioning yeah. off these awards and it's just like yeah. oh my god like it's this is a long show anyway so i get why they have to do that but also like um man it's just like trailer roll after trailer roll after trailer roll and well what what drove cool, me nuts i was... guess but they did you see the photos that came out after the fact where they had all these screens pointing at the fucking uh stage saying please wrap it up oh i did for people yeah and it's like what drives me drives me nuts is like they they just had like random celebrities on there that were just like allowed to riff with yeah you know yeah right meanwhile (laughs) it's like you know uh i don't remember what award it was but they were like talking about like all the people that like actually died like during the creation of the game or whatever yeah it's baller's gate 3 i think it was the game of the year award or whatever and they were just like all right turn up the music grab the shepherd's crook like it's these guys off the stage i was like what the hell's going on to be fair i'm sure that system was like automated anyway and flashed the wrap it up sign no matter what but but still it's definitely like not a good look what I just don't understand is like why um why don't they do like a a pre-event, you know, like like an actual yeah. like meaningful pre-event? Because they do do a pre-stream kind of thing, right? But I mean like I think it's like an um, hour or 30 minutes of pre-show and it's like really rattling off through a bunch of yeah. award winners. But I'm saying like do uh you know, like so say it starts at like seven or whatever, I don't fucking know. Like like mm-hmm. like have a have like a banquet hall kind of like dinner thing like an actual yeah. awards thing that yeah. maybe is you know like a a stream that's not as professionally produced it just you know has a camera on the audience camera on the stage like someone flipping back yeah. and forth 
Um, and then give, give people a couple hours to just like receive awards and, you know, give their little speech and like everything else. And like, if people want to watch it, cool, if not, no big deal. Like, I just like, don't know how something like that, like couldn't at least get enough sponsorship for that aspect of it to at minimum break even when it's like, Mm -hmm. you'd be able to sell it to different sponsorship companies as like, Hey, we're going to be in a room with like, I don't know, 400 people that all made the best games this year. Like, yeah. don't you want like, you know, the unity logo everywhere or like the unreal logo everywhere, or like, you know, the swag bag with your stuff in it. Or, yeah, I, I just think it's like, um, if you want to be like on par with like the Oscars and stuff like that, um, their shows are entertainment, but they're also first and foremost, like the award shows first, you know? Mm. And I feel like this one, it's flipped around because I think since the fall of all the big like E3s and stuff, they try to make this show the big like announcement show. Yeah. And so they struggle to like find what to focus on because they're trying to do everything. And I agree with you. They they do that for uh, it's a weird comparison, but they do it for WrestleMania. They the night mm-hmm. before WrestleMania, they have the uh, Slammy Awards and it's one big award show. It's just awards. There's like some entertainment stuff too, but it's only awards. And then they have like WrestleMania the next day or whatever. So I feel like you could do maybe not over two days, but like what you're saying, do like a two hour, just award show, have the orchestra playing the game music. Cause I love that stuff too. I yeah, think that's that important. Cool. Um, and like, and then have like a two or three hour, like a gaming event where you have all your announcements and stuff like that. You could well, talk and, to the, have could, the developers come out and talk yeah. to them about their game, upcoming game and stuff and like that. You could so. save like the, the best awards for like the main event show, like, you know, game that's of the true year too, yeah. and like all sorts of stuff. So it's like, Hey, we gave out like 95% of the awards during like the pre-show thing, which you could go back yeah. and watch if you want. Uh, yeah. But we're saving like the big awards everyone cares about for this like main event. Where we're going to have like live performances and, you know, yeah. all these special guests and yeah. all these reveals and I yeah. think like then it would feel kind of cool because like, um, God, I don't remember if it's the Academy Awards or the Grammys or whichever one has like the, uh, I think it is Academy Awards. I don't remember. When I was in Los Angeles. I kind of got uh, tangentially exposed to this, but like yeah. there are awards nights for like fucking everyone in the, right. the yeah. industry, you know, like. <laughs> Like just your yeah. own little awards dinner for like people that just worked on special effects or people that just mm-hmm. did like worked in like mm-hmm. audio and stuff like that. And it's like everyone gets yeah. to like hang out with their colleagues and, you know, give their little acceptance speech. And, you know, some of yeah. it, I don't know if you can even watch some of it. I mean, if it right. is, I don't know about it, but like, I just feel like there is, um, I, I think that the criticism surrounding like this being like a giant infomercial Mm-hmm. uh would be like so dramatically reduced if it was like well no we had like a whole weekend of of stuff mm-hmm. and this is just like mm-hmm. the main event you know like you could have right. tuned in the other streams if you wanted to but you didn't yeah um, you could watch the clips of them if there's anything interesting like um yeah i don't know it's just it's it just seems like a bizarre decision to me because the criticism would be like so easy to like really mitigate yeah you know? Yeah, I, you know, the more I think about it, I think splitting it over two days would make a lot of sense. Have like a Friday night awards industry only type thing, just the people that were working on the games and are nominated for awards and stuff like that. And then on Saturday night, you could have like a big blown out event that could also maybe have public in the audience and stuff. Yeah. 
and um do all your game announcements and things like that but i just think there's it's a lot just of too stuff. much crammed into too small amount yeah. of time i think and it's it's a long show it was like three something hours i think so it's not yeah. like it's a sh- short it's not like they're cramming everything into an hour yeah um yeah but anyway yeah I, I don't know i i don't envy the situation that jeff has gotten himself into because like yeah um you know i imagine they're probably charging a pretty penny for some of these like you know ad slots on this and it's not like and i know that putting on an event like this is expensive like i get that um i don't know i just i think there's a way to to do it that could be better yeah you know um i'm trying to go i'm just look i looked up like a roundup of the stuff that was announced because i don't totally remember uh like new monster hunter game new hideo hideo kojima game there, people were su- suspecting that that uh, Kojima game is actually PT. Like, remember PT from? They've been saying that a lot. I, I, I feel, feel like over like, the last five years, that's been a big. Thing. Yeah, and anytime that dude gets on stage, everyone's like, "This is PT. This is this is PT for real." This time. well, I mean, he's not. I don't know if he's fueling into it, but it's the name is OD, right? Like mm. <laughs> PT OD. Like he's 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 trolling people with that, but um. But yeah, there's a, I don't know. Oh, this was something that piqued my interest. Um, Sega just had like a quick like roll of um, announcements that basically they're working on new versions of a bunch of classic um, game series that people have always been asking them to do. A new Jet Set Radio game, a new Shinobi game, a new Golden Axe, a new Streets of Rage, a new Crazy Taxi. Um, those I thought looked cool. Like uh, they just showed very tiny clips and there's no real like dates or anything like that. It kind of sounds like they're the stuff they're shooting for throughout the year next year or whatever. But um, I think that's good. I think I Sega, I feel like for a long time has needed to embrace their old stuff and like kind of mm-hmm. like give fans what they want in a lot of ways. I feel like Sonic Mania should have been like a big hint of like what people want from like a Sonic game and stuff. And, um, you know, things like Crazy Taxi and, you know, games that these people like grew up loving should have new versions. I don't know. I think that's good that they're doing that. Um, yeah, I mean, honestly, like there there was really not a lot that was announced in this that was like, oh, fuck, like that is huge. You know, there's like no, a bunch really. of stuff yeah, that I was agree. like, oh, that's kind of cool. I guess maybe I'll check that out. Like the the new uh, the Square Enix um, game based on like, the, I guess, Secret of Mana series. Looked yeah, cool. Like, yeah, like, yeah play that eventually like the Fortnite cart racer game looks kind of neat yeah. like i might mess around with that uh um, i uh was excited for the new hello games follow-up to no man's sky called light oh, no fire <laughs> i did you see all the the memes and shit after that oh, where they're dude, like all right dude totally. all you gotta do is just announce the game don't promise everything and yeah. the guy gets on stage is like i we're creating earth yeah <laughs> i mean at least they can acknowledge that they did that before but um i think they've they've earned back a lot of goodwill from how they've treated no man's sky oh, since it came sure. out for sure but i i also i've tried no man's sky a few different times and i just can't get into it and like one of the reasons that it just feels like okay yeah you can fly around to a million planets but they all just kind of feel boring to me in a way Got um, it. i like, like the idea how he's like i want to make one planet that's just yeah. densely filled with cool stuff the problem um, with no man's like sky now is they have added so much stuff that the mm-hmm. tutorial is like eight hours long 
And like, so you it's need to like, so confusing. You need to it's, get like I, once yeah. you get through all that stuff and like understand yeah. like the systems of the game, like it will hook you for like a very long time. Yeah. But I, I actually watched Lindsay recently go through this on their Steam Deck because she was like, "Oh, what should mm. I play? I like crafting." Mm. I was like, "Well, you probably really like No Man's Sky. I had a really good time with that." Mm. And they just throw so much at you at once that it's just like yeah. this is so overwhelming that I like don't even really know what to do now. And yeah. and the problem was like so much they've added so much shit to the game that like I'm looking at it being like I don't, I don't know what to do either. Like, yeah, I so, agree. I had I the same know. problem. Um, another thing that I liked was the the new house house game from the Untitled Goose Game people. It's mm. called Big Walk. Man, I have no idea what's going on in this game, but I just like the look of it. <laughs> um. What else was there? Yeah, I don't know. I'm kind of oh, visions of mana. That's the mana game that does look yeah. sick. Um, yeah, it looks cool. Try it. Yeah, I'm not. Probably. Uh, I kind of agree with you. Where I'm not. There's nothing that like blew me away or whatever. See that? But... I think like that's what that's what maybe made the cadence of the show like feel worse. Was that it was like I feel like in previous years, and maybe I'm just misremembering this or whatever. But it seemed like the announcement or like more major, you know. So it was like. Yeah. It was like, okay, shit, like, I understand that, like, the awards are getting a sideline because, like, there's so much stuff that's so cool packed into the show. Right. And instead, it's just like, like, Lindsay was paying attention because they were teasing this, like, new look at the Fallout show, like, the entire fucking event. And then Mm -hmm, what they showed mm -hmm. was, like, a reclipped version of the trailer that was already released Mm -hmm. that was, like, somehow shorter that seemed to show less. (laughs) And we were both like, okay, what the fuck? Like, I don't know. Yeah yeah um oh well this is maybe possibly mobile related uh world of goo 2 that was kind of a surprising announcement to me yeah um which i think that's a long overdue sequel that's kind of cool to see i feel like that studio has grown so much since they released the original which was like a breakout hit and like a that was kind of like one of the first i would say breakout indie games when like the indie game services came to all the systems you know what i mean there was like oh, the fez yeah, and the sure. braid or whatever like, i feel like world of goo was like one of those games that um was like a small indie project that probably wouldn't have happened if there wasn't like a big push for indie games on consoles mm-hmm. back then um and so it's cool to see them kind of revisit that i i would be surprised if that didn't come to mobile somehow um yeah, yeah. i don't know i don't know there's nothing else that's really sticking out yeah uh, I, I mean i you know um the awards were just sort of swept by Baldur's Gate 3 and Alan Wake 2, both of which I, right. Alan Wake 2 actually is on sale. I, I got an alert this morning on my wish list on Steam. Oh, really? I gotta check that out. Yeah, it's like 10 bucks I never off played the original, so I don't know. If it's I'm... really good, but it's like old enough now that it's probably aged very poorly. But yeah, um, you know, people say this one's good. So I'm, I mean, yeah. I love Baldur's Gate. So if the other game that, yeah. that won every award this year is half as good, I'll be <laughs> I need to play Baldur's Gate. I feel like I'm missing out not playing that, but it's very good. It's just not my style, but I feel like maybe maybe this will be the time I could get into a game like that. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, switching gears. Uh, I actually set aside a few stories to talk about that are from our website. Well, did you include the Google lawsuit no what is, I, is, so how new is that? a decision i think uh monday or tuesday or something there was a decision on uh-huh. the so um this is 
this is far above my pay grade and I'm sure <laughs> I will do a very bad job of explaining what's going on with this. But like, basically, you know, like Epic and Google and Apple have been going back and forth mm -hmm. for the longest time on like all this antitrust stuff, right? Mm -hmm. um, Google or Epic and Google had a jury trial. I believe it was based in San Francisco um, mm -hmm. that actually deliberated very quickly and found completely in Google's favor on mm -hmm. like all their their stuff surrounding like you know the way that fortnite was treated on the um yeah you know, google play yeah. store and everything else and like um the interesting part of this is it's like uh, you know and reading all about it it's like hey this decision is like undoubtedly like very major but like until the judge like actually says what's going to happen next like it mm. no one fucking knows like how major it's going to be and whether right. or not the this decision is going to kind of like uh encourage the supreme court to actually hear the epic versus apple case mm, on all this yeah. stuff mm -hmm. which i don't know it's it's the, the longer this all this goes on it's like i feel like my feelings on it just become like more and more muddy like i used to mm -hmm. i used to like really uh kind of I, well, so for one, I think I wish that there was just a different plaintiff here beyond, and other than Epic Games, right? Because it's like mm. real hard to real hard to kind of like sympathize with like two megacorps right. going at it, right. right? Like I think that right. if and there's there's been a few of these different, um, I don't know, like developer groups that have like different funny acronyms like the Coalition for App Fairness or whatever the. Yeah. I, I don't know what the organization, you know what I'm talking about though, right? Like yeah, there's, yeah. There's been a few of them. Like I, I just think it would be like such, such better optics if it was like mm -hmm. one of these tiny developer groups was the one that like actually got yeah. like a big decision instead of like Epic versus Google. Because like, I do think that that you could probably make an argument that um, the, even the 15% fee reduction is not really, not really a, enough compared to, you know, like the actual cost to running these mm -hmm. different platforms and stuff. And mm -hmm. these guys are making a ton of money and it makes it hard for indie developers to make money as a result. And it's not like you can mm -hmm. sell your, sell your apps and games in any other way. Like I totally sympathize with that. But like, you know, when you're, when you're talking like someone the size of Epic that like literally mm -hmm. just fucking printing money, mm -hmm. the, I don't know. It just, it, I don't know why that should make a difference. It just kind of feels different for whatever reason, you know? Yeah. I know what you mean, though. I I think it's true, and I think uh, I don't think Epic's brashness has done them any favors, right? No. Like they're hard to root for when they're kind of like assholes about a bunch of stuff and a lot of these topics, and it feels like you know they can say that they're doing this for the good of this or that or the other thing, but like you don't get that impression. You feel like they're doing it for themselves, yeah, and uh, that's just hard to get behind, I guess, but. Um, I'm with you that I don't understand the particulars or the details of all this stuff and I can't really speak on it but yeah see like what I, I've, I've read a few different things kind of trying to understand like um, you know how court precedent actually kind of stacks on top of this right because like mm. what we've seen happen like so Epic has lost some cases against Apple where they're arguing mm -hmm. what to me as an outsider seems like a very similar argument to what they're arguing for with Google. So like, mm -hmm. that's what I, that's what I personally find to be confusing is like, what is, what does this mean for those lawsuits against Apple? Mm -hmm. um, 
you know, and, and does this decision bear in on that anyway? I don't know. I'm, and I, I think that not a lot of the people that are covering this in the tech blog scene, like really know either, because like most of the articles I've read on this have been very much like, a, here's what's happening right now, mm-hmm. you know, with, with like no speculation of like what this means for other stuff. It's just like, here's what happened, you know, mm-hmm. which, yeah. Um, I don't, I don't know where you can go to like read that analysis of like, Hey, I'm actually like a super high end corporate lawyer. And like, here's what this means. And here's what I think is going to happen next. Right. Cause it's just like above everyone's head of like how these things all play together and, and everything else. Well, I also feel like at this point, everyone's kind of just like, you know, I don't even know what's going on anymore. <laughs> these guys are in court still yeah. stuff's happening. I don't even know. It, I mean, that's the other thing too. Like it's been going on for so long that I think yeah. like, like when, when I saw the headlines that they were at the decision, I was like, oh, they were still in court over that? I thought yeah, like right. there was a resolution to that years ago. I guess not. Uh, <laughs> so I don't Appeals, know. court system is dumb. Yeah. I mean, like the longer it goes on, the more I can like totally see both sides of it, this whole stupid thing. And like, I don't know how I would decide if I was a mm-hmm. juror, you know, because like, I feel like right. it's potentially equally valid arguments to have like Google be like, Hey man, we invested a shitload of money into building Android, Google Play, this whole platform, and everything mm-hmm. else. And we offer what we feel to be a, a reasonable cut uh, yeah. to have access to all the services that we provide as part of that. All the customers yeah. that you have access to that they basically come with it. Uh, all the people that just have a credit card associated with their account and they can just right. you know do some quick biometric checkout and buy your stuff. Like, yeah. there's obviously clearly extreme value there. That mm-hmm. Google and Apple should probably reap the benefit of for building those systems and investing in them and everything else. Yeah. But at the same time, like I I do genuinely feel like we have kind of potentially outgrown the need for the walled garden thing. Yeah. And I feel like that these arguments were a lot easier to make when it was like you were downloading like wacky little apps on your phone that, mm-hmm. you know, allowed you to like stream MP3s or yeah, yeah, like, yeah. you know, use an app that looks like you're drinking a fake beer. And, you know, it was like more like <laughs> toys, right? Yeah. Like, like that to me made sense to kind of like treat it like you would like a game console almost. But now that, mm-hmm. you know, I, I mean, if you read kind of like the way that people use smartphones now, it's like, this is just like a lot of people's just like common computing device, you know, it's like, right it's become so much bigger than I think anyone ever imagined they would be. And I don't know at what point the rules start changing on that, you know, because like if you suggested like, well, should Microsoft get a cut of like literally every piece of software you run on your PC? I think most people would be like, no, that, that, that seems crazy. Why should they, why Mm -hmm. should that be the case? And like, it's just kind of weird that, you know, that applies to mold, but then, you know, again, just circling around, like I totally understand like why, Google should be entitled and Apple should be entitled to, you know, profit off the system that they created over, you know, 10 plus years now. Yeah, no, I know. It's a super tricky situation. Yeah. So Um, I don't, I don't know. I I don't, I I, I don't have much of an opinion on it anymore beyond just like, yeah, I don't know. I, I just wish that there, we weren't living in a reality where like courts are going to decide or like legislators are going to decide that like, no. probably don't understand the full extent of like the policies that they're going to put into place and yeah will the app store and google play be better or worse like once all that shakes out like 
I don't know. I mean, I think yeah. you could honestly flip a coin on that. Yeah, I don't think even if a judgment comes out, that doesn't mean it's the right judgment, too. But that'll yeah. be what everything is measured by going forward, too. So it's important. But yeah, yeah. I mean, you just find it to be really concerning when when you hear like, you know, different members of our government, like talking about technology stuff. And Mm -hmm. it's just like so clear that they just like have no idea what they're talking about or have like the most basic understanding imaginable Mm -hmm. and are applying like the laws from, you know, the 1800s to these like modern technologies that like you know, you would get burned as a stake at a, as a witch if you like even suggested right. them being like a future possibility, <laughs> right? Like, yeah, totally. So I don't, I don't know. It's yeah. uh it's a weird situation. So I guess we'll see what yeah. happens. I, I don't know. Well, yeah. life something to on. keep our eye on. Yeah, I guess. Um, so going into mobile related gaming, mobile gaming related news that I pre-planned to talk about for this show. This is the most pre-planned this show's been in quite some time, I must mm. say. Um, well, we already talked about World of Goo uh, 2. No platforms announced for that, but I feel like probably going to come out on something. It'll probably come out on Netflix or something since they got the first one. And I don't know who knows. But speaking of Netflix, they had a little thing where they announced a bunch of new games coming out. Um, the kind of big eye-catching one in there is Sonic Mania Plus. Which I feel like I mean, that's a, to be that's fair, a it, it doesn't seem like exclusivity really matters anymore. So it wouldn't surprise me if there's like the yeah. Netflix version and then like, oh, you want to just pay 10 bucks for this? Yeah, sure. Go nuts. You, you know? know, that's that's actually leading into uh, my next story, which is about the uh, Grand Theft Auto trilogy launching, um, which kind of surprised everyone. We knew this for a while because it was up for pre-order that Netflix was getting the the definitive versions, which is like the remastered ones they released a few years they were hot garbage and then have since i guess been fixed up i haven't really messed with them or anything like that but um those have always been destined to mobile because the the pc launches and console launches were so bad i feel like rockstar kept pushing it off pushing it off but they did come out a couple times and be like hey these are still coming um and then when these these pre-orders launched it was part of netflix and it was like oh that makes sense like netflix got the gta trilogy remakes like that's you know a, a big get for them or whatever and so we knew it was launching this week. And then they launched on Netflix. And then also Rockstar launched their own versions of all the same games, just standalone paid versions. They're 20 bucks a pop, which is, I guess, in line with uh, I guess, cheaper than other platforms, I think. I think they're like 30 bucks on each each game or something like that. I think you can buy them all for like 60 or something like that. But I think they're 30 each. or I, I don't know, whatever the case is. But so if you don't have Netflix... Like, first of all, so many people have Netflix. This is pretty badass. I have three full GTA games available to you for basically for free. Um, but if you don't have Netflix and you don't like that whole subscription service gaming stuff, um, it's pretty cool that they did release them separately um, for people to just buy them outright. And um, so far, it doesn't look like the old versions are gone either, which those have been pretty well maintained over the years to my knowledge. Um, so if you bought the ones that have been coming out on mobile for years now, you can still play those original versions or whatever. But um, I don't know. I'm, I, have, I have yet to dive into one of these remake versions. Um, I was going to hopefully do that this weekend a little bit. But uh, yeah, kind of cool that they did that. And also not something Apple would do with Apple Arcade, right? Like, I don't think have we seen that before where it's like, here's an Apple Arcade game, but also it's it's paid. I think it's had to come out on so. Apple Arcade and then leave. 
Wasn't and then come like back one, as a paid game like a monument valley that was available on like everything including premium or there's I a few games that. that are on netflix apple arcade and regular but i think nothing that's like launched at the same time across both that i mm. that i can think of but i could be wrong but this is definitely i think part of it was just that it was a surprise too that it was like oh crap they also launched as paid games like wow yeah um but i also feel like man that's confusing for everybody too because now there's two versions of all the remakes there's still all the originals that's a lot of gta games yeah kind of it's like it's been kind of interesting of. how apple's I, th- I feel like we talked about this a few episodes yeah. ago like how they used to be like so hardcore on like rejecting stuff due to anything like that reducing, could be confusing yeah, yeah confusion right and now i feel like things have genuinely maybe gotten a little confusing and it's just like totally oh, fine. totally like well i feel like apple's li- led the charge in that department because they are the ones that were like Oh, you know what? Well, existing games we're going to release as plus games on Apple Arcade, which was like a big no-no before. Um, And so I I, I don't know. I I feel like they are part of the problem that they were trying to prevent back in the day. But um, I don't know. Their whims change with the wind. So whatever. But um, yeah, these GTA games, if you have Netflix, man, download one. Check it out. Play some Vice City. Um, The old versions that were made for mobile were always some of the best ports you could buy. Like they, you know, were kind of complicated with virtual buttons, but they've always pretty much um, supported controllers and stuff like that. And they've always been like partial remasters anyway, because they always ran in higher resolution and stuff like that. Kind of like, you know, if you're running the old games on PC and you could up the res or something like that. So they always felt like very well done ports. Um, So I'm kind of, I'm stoked. I'm going to, I actually want to re-download one of each, one of the old ones and the remake ones, and kind of compare and contrast and, and see what's going on. But was it um, Ch- Chinatown Wars for the DS? I, I feel like that was the best mobile port because they did like all the touch stuff really well. Dude, yeah, Chinatown Wars. It's I I don't know about right now, but I, a few years ago I replayed the mobile one and it's so good. It's they they released a big update for it in like 2019 or something like that. And mm. I think I replayed it then and was just like, damn, this is like such a good gta game but um yeah those are all out on netflix and then like i said sonic mania is coming sometime next year along with game dev tycoon um the cozy grove sequel called cozy grove camp spirit i don't know if you played the original cozy grove much at all but that was one of the big um on my radar apple arcade games games. yeah everyone said is good that i should play it i just never got around to it yeah that was um spry fox and netflix bought them i think so I think that's they were kind of first, interesting. I think they were the first studio that they bought, right? Yeah, I think I think something like that. Yeah. Um, and then uh Fashion Verse, which is not really up my alley, but I know those types of games do super popular on, on Netflix and Apple Arcade. Um, so anyway, those are some games that Netflix had announced, um, along with Grand Theft Auto. Speaking of Sonic, I wanted to talk about Sonic Dream Team, the Apple Arcade game. Did you play this at all? No, it looks cool though. It's it's yeah, on. You yeah, I you know I have actually um like fallen into reading in my spare time, so I'm like building Lame. this like giant weird backlog of games because I've been like reading these like enormous yeah. books, which is like yeah. the dumbest thing ever. But yeah, I don't know. Get the book, the get the audio book in your headphones. Watch shows that you need to catch up on on TV. Oh my god, with subtitles, and then play games on your Steam Deck I... from your backlog, and you could do three things at once. 
my brain huh? cannot handle that. Like I can only do audiobooks if I'm like really paying attention. Like I don't know what's I me, oh same. I can't even listen to like a podcast in the background while I work or anything like that. I just can't. Or even music, really. Um but anyway, yeah, Sonic Dream Team. I this is a game I've actually spent a lot of time with again because um my kids like it. And so that's always nice when we can do it together. I feel like it's I'm not needing to carve gaming type out for myself because we're all doing it a shared experience style but um so i've i i'm like right about ready to beat it but i've also been going back and um like fully completing all the levels and stuff like that because you can like play through a level and beat it and then move on to the next but then you can go back and like get all the red coins get all the blue coins do this other goal um they do a really good job of like reusing each level in a lot of different ways to give you more stuff to do and um sean reviewed it and gave it a strong review but was also like um the biggest criticism was sort of just like it's short Mm -hmm. and i kind of agree with that but i'm kind of i'm also the more i'm playing it the more i'm trying to like 100 everything um i'm feeling like it's it's not a bad length at all and they have said that there's probably going to be some extra content coming to it already so that's cool but um yeah, especially in the later stages, like when you go back and try and get one of the extra goals, which is usually like a, a speed run type thing or whatever. Um, some of them are tricky and uh, they're really fun to actually like play and replay and and like master. You feel really good when you finally nail a perfect run, I guess. But um, yeah, this is easily the best. I, I haven't kept up with I haven't played a lot of them over the years, but since like the Sonic Adventure games, I feel like this is definitely the best 3D Sonic that I've played mm. since then. Um, yeah, it's just really well done. I I like it a lot. Um, Alan, Alan Wake 2 is on the fucking Epic Store, not on Steam. Oh, I knew that, actually, because the Game Awards stuff, they sent keys for it, and I was like, oh. I don't know if I'm going to cool. bother with this. Is it going to come to Steam? <laughs> huh? Is it going to come to Steam? You know, I don't know. I hate that about Epic exclusive, because I'm always like, I mean, I'll wait six months as long as I know it's coming, but sometimes you just don't know. I feel like Tony Hawk's remakes took like four years or something like that. But yeah, fuck it. I don't um, need it right now. Anyway, Sonic Dream Team, super good. If you haven't played it yet on Apple Arcade, you should play. I'm playing with controller um, exclusively, which I feel like is a good way to go. But I'll link our review. And I also wrote a thing for Touch the Game of the Week. Um, and then the last little... Uh, oh, actually, I, speaking of controllers... It, backbone sent me their new controller oh yeah how is it i'm gonna talk about it well it's funny because i like got it so they so i had the original backbone like the very first one and loved it i've always said nice things about it. it's been my favorite controller and then um when the bigger phones with the bigger camera bumps started coming out and things got a little weird with them um i had to like send away for an adapter so my iphone 13 or 14 i forget which one could fit in it right and that was a little weird and and then, so most recently, the iPhone switched to USB-C. And so I was like, oh, crap. Well, now my old backbone won't work. And so they actually sent me a USB-C one. They sent me the PlayStation version, the, like, white one that looks like a PS5 controller, um, which is fine, but it, it had USB-C. And it was it was technically an Android version of their controller, but they updated all the USB-C ones to also work with iOS now. So you don't have to go like buy iOS specific one. If you already, for some reason, had a USB-C backbone, mm-hmm. you can like update it through the app or whatever. And so for a while I was using that um, with my new iPhone and I was like, oh, this is cool. But 
man, I am not a PlayStation person anymore. And a lot of games detect which version of the controller you have and then show you the proper button prompts. And the X square triangle circle buttons are oh, just messes with you. Messed my mind up so bad. I was so used to like the Xbox layout with the ABXY. So um so when they 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 actually revamped their USB C controller. And so I was like, okay, this is kind of a cool opportunity. I'll check out your controller if you can send me the uh the black version with the Xbox buttons instead of the PlayStation version or whatever. And so they were nice enough to do that. But the um I don't know if you can really see like the backbone before had like hard plastic little inserts that went in here that were not removable. And so when the new phones come out, came out, what they did was they released this sort of like rubber thing that you could stick into the side that would yeah, accommodate you for your yeah. camera rump or whatever. But it's kind of like a janky. You could even like 3D print your own, I think, if I remember right. But it was not a great solution. And so um, what they've done now is um, you can see on this side, I actually have it empty. Um, but on this side is their new inserts, which look very much like their old one, except now they are um, removable. They're magnetic, actually. So this is the insert, right? And so that's the uh, USB-C part that's naked. And then it comes with a set of thick inserts and it comes with a set of thin inserts. And then you could also conceivably use it without an insert at all. And so you can see you get a big chunk of space there. If you have kind of a chunkier case, um, the thinking is that it should accommodate a good number of cases, not all of them. Um, and they have like a list on their website of, of specific cases that work or whatever. But I feel like but on the old backbone, it was like, okay, if you have the absolute thinnest silicone case, yeah, yeah, like you yeah, might yeah. be okay, but it was still kind of a tight fit. And it, it never really felt comfortable with like the lightning connector. It felt like you were going to snap it off if you bent it weird or whatever. Um, this one feels like, oh yeah, that's a lot of space to um, fit some different cases. But so yeah, for my purposes- I never really bothered with it was like, I'm a case guy and like, it just, I don't yeah. know, I just didn't want to, Fuck around with something there. I got well, that was a lot of a, a lot of people were like, I would get a backbone, but I use a case and I'm not going to take it off every time I use it. And I'm like, mm -hmm. I get that because I wouldn't do it either. Yeah. Um, we've talked about this before. I have this really thin um case on my phone right now. And um, so for me, what I've discovered is that um they tell you to not mix and match the thick and the thin inserts together. I'm guessing for what I was talking about, like you don't want to angle things weird and bend the connector port, but um what is working great for me is um, the thick insert on the USB-C side and then no insert on the top portion. And you can see, I'll plug it in right now. It actually is completely flush with the um, camera bump now. Hmm. And so even with the insert on my old backbone before, um, it was still kind of like crooked. The hot, the camera bump side was definitely higher than the um, the lightning port side. And it always just felt a little off. This one now fits perfectly flush, which I think is sweet. So um, very happy with it. It's cool they came up with a system like this. And I guess also they could come out with different adapters if they really needed to or whatever. But um, everything else about the controller feels the same. Same great buttons, same everything I loved about the old one. But yeah, now it's USB-C and um, has these cool little inserts or whatever. So if you have a case that's not like crazy thick or whatever... Um, you might check these out now because I think you could probably get by with most normal cases um, hmm. with using a backbone without having to, to remove your case. Um, and they were, I know Black Friday, I don't know if they're still doing stuff. They probably will for Christmas. They did a bunch of 30% off um, deals on their controllers, which I feel like is is pretty good. They're a hundred bucks regular. So um, 
yeah, thirty percent off is is pretty good. But anyway, just wanted to mention that real quick because that's how I've been playing Sonic Dream Team, and yeah, uh, that's cool. Very happy with the backbones. Um, the last game I want to talk about this week, just, I just thought was kind of interesting, and specifically wanted to talk about with you, uh, is called The Longing. And this came out on PC a few years ago, and it's kind of a really, it, it's funny, it launched during COVID, and it got a really positive reception. I'm not totally sure if it's because of COVID, and we all had like the stay-at-home orders or whatever, and we we're all kind of trapped in our homes or whatever. The game's premise is like, you're this weird little golem guy, and your big like statue god is like, hey, I'm going to take a nap. Um, your job, your sole purpose in life, is to wake me up in 400 days. And then he goes to sleep, and that's it. And the game takes real-time 400 days to play through. Oh, I've seen this before. Yeah. And so um, you're this little golem dude that's like got 400 days to kill. And so what you do is you start exploring. You live in this underground cavern or whatever. And you start exploring the caverns. You start finding different things. And there's just a, a lot of things to do. But it's all very slow paced, and it's all very real time to 400 actual real real time days um and then of course you can like find items that'll speed up time a little bit here and there but i think by and large like you're not gonna like beat this game in a week or whatever like i think even if you get all the to load that? up that reminds me to load up godville my character is now 13 years and four months old so that is exactly why i uh wanted to talk about this with you is because i link to godville and talk about it in when i wrote about this game because i was like oh man 400 days that's nothing i've been checking in with godville for same as you 13 years four months yeah and um it's kind of crazy to think if i had a kid instead of downloading this game it would be like a irritating teenager right now dude seriously uh yeah god i i think i don't know why i never did i know when that my 10 year tenure was rolling around i was like i really should write something about like this is the only game i've been playing for 10 years actively mm. well semi-actively sometimes i go months without checking in um sometimes i check in every day for a month i i don't know it, it really just depends when i it pops into my mind to think like oh how's my godville guy doing but um yeah godville is this it's kind of like the original idol game in a lot of ways and it's not even quite an idol game like there's really very little interaction that you can do you're more or less like voyeur voyeurism on an rpg character that yeah, i can't believe i i still have my same pet my, my pet is 11 years old and 10 so, months right now a new ish thing i don't know when they implemented it but i just found out about it um pretty recently was that you can train like trade in your pet basically if you wanted and so i had the same thing i had a bipolar bear which was my pet um and I, when they came out with this functionality, like be able to trade them in and start a new pet over, I did. Cause he was like, yeah, 12 years, something old. I would too. never trade in my, my pet. I've had this I pet longer than I've had my dogs. Um, let's see. So now my pet's name is Scratchy. He's an atomic kitten. He's level five and he's six months and one day old. So six months ago, Painful. I traded in my bipolar bear. I cannot believe um, you trade in an animal after you abandon your animal after you had Felix. that long. Well, you so he just goes to the list of pets you can have multiple pets. So I can actually check in on him still. Oh, okay. Um, you put him on an arc. That's what it was. So you can put the animal on the arc, and then you hey. Why did I just what did get you do to trigger balloons and <laughs> zoom? No, it's got a balloon celebration. Um, and you can take him from the arc and put him back in your situation. I think 
Huh. Let me see. I'll try it right now. Real time. See if I can swap pets. Well, so I um, only have 45% of my wood for the arc. So I don't know no, if I, I can more. do that yet. I built the arc already. I did that a while ago. And then um You were like way ahead of me on building the temple too. Like I don't understand why my dude's so slow on building this shit. I don't know either, but I for a while I was like I made a point to come in here and like do stuff that um like you can go through your items and the ones that are bold you can like use. Yeah. Um I was doing that for a while. Uh, <laughs> it didn't seem like it made any difference. <laughs> the items always have the funniest names. Like one is called a chrono trigger. Um I can do something with that. I don't know what. Oh. Um, I have a strip of bacon. I have an inside joke, a vicious circle, water gun ammo, <laughs> submarinara sauce, uh, a flimsy excuse. Um, what's cool about Godville is like so much of this is from the community of players because you can suggest names for things and you can suggest like names for um, quests and stuff like that. Um, I never like tuned in to the community aspect of it very hard, but um, I know that this started as like a web game mm-hmm. that had a pretty big following before it even came out on iPhone. And um, so I think like the community is really heavily involved and you can join like guilds and stuff where you can like talk to your other guild members and do a lot of more like community based stuff. I don't really mess with any of that stuff. I just like pop into it every once in a while and check on my dude and read, read his, his log of adventures. Cause they're always really funny um yeah i think that's my main thing with this game is it's really humorous um and clever but uh anyway godville if you never checked it out is free pretty sure it's free i think so. I think you can buy like god you can do god yeah, power I've, charges or something like that i still have that, a but... ton of those like i don't i don't yeah know i have if... like 99 or something yeah. it's crazy i don't know where they came from but i think you just accumulate them or, or something but we are definitely old school godville players so maybe we're we're in some sort of upper echelon that gets freebies. What but, I like um, about it, what what I liked about it was when they added the third eye update to this. So you can just mm-hmm. like click that and see like the real major like milestones your guy has yeah. done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the most important stuff. Yeah. <laughs> this game cracks me up. So anyway, Godville. Uh definitely the first thing I thought of when I when I read about the longing and having it take 400 days or whatever. Yeah, I'll pre I'll pre-order um, this. Okay, let's go. Yeah, I think it's five bucks. Um, mm-hmm. It looks cool, though. Like, uh, I like the idea of something taking so long. And I like the idea of something that's like, because they even say they're like, yeah, the game could start the 400 days can start kick, clicking down and you could just close the game and not pick it up again. You can set an alarm for 400 days from now and then just open it up and then just get the ending. Like, you don't have to do anything in that time if you don't want to, which I think is kind of interesting. Um, and the game, the time ticks away when you're playing or when you're not it doesn't matter which i think is a good thing too um that's what always drove me nuts about the different idle games over the years is like some of them they need to do stuff when the phone's in your pocket too so yeah. it can like let you know like oh while you're gone like this happened or whatever I mean, a lot of them do have some kind of like passive yeah. thing but it's usually like super lame compared to like what you actually earn if you're sitting there tapping you know yeah or it'll like cap out at something really stupid low but yeah. um yeah it's always it's always like in the interest of getting you to like interact with the the game so they can like make make their metrics go up or whatever which always felt like kind of hollow to me so um i like that. This oh yeah speaking care. of which a dude i work with I, mean, I i found out that when he found out i was playing world of warcraft like he still plays retail that game is yeah. like engagement mechanic the game right now like you fucking <laughs> name it as far as like something goofy that 
developers have come up with to keep you logging yeah. every day and it fucking has it it's absurd oh, I, i'm not surprised um Whew. Anyway, uh, those were the gaming-related topics. We're very on topic this week, and then um, we're getting close to closing out, but I do have a couple emails if you want to talk about a couple emails. Sure. Uh, first up is Connor from Seafoam Gaming, frequent emailer. Hi, Connor. Uh, frequent Discorder as well. Um, he says, yo, yo, nya. I recovered from a violent head cold. I haven't seen the absolute newest episode yet, so I don't know if you guys got it, but it was very, very annoying. Hey, maybe that's what I had last week. <laughs> uh, worse, I've been sick in two or three years. Hopefully you guys dodged that this holiday season. Regarding recent stuff I remember from the podcast, I'd like to chime in on the subscription talk with a startling announcement. My formerly no-sub service grandma is now a Peacock subscriber due to them having exclusive college football games. Yeah, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Not going to lie. I didn't expect her to do that all by herself. Yeah. Uh, that's impressive, actually. There was and like I didn't one game had... this year, like Ohio State or something like that. Like one of the high profile games was was exclusive to one of those stupid oh, fucking Did people services. lose their minds? Yeah. And I ended up subscribing oh, sure. to it to watch it. I mean, because uh, you the, the, it worked. Yeah. Um, in other news, what do you think of the Analog Duo shipping soon? They didn't make it fully clear there's a February batch. So when I impulse bought last week, I unknowingly went to that batch. But I'm hoping I can find a way to get it earlier. Pockets on eBay don't seem too crazy at the very least. And I've seen a few Super NT sell for around $300, which is my sweet spot. Do you think systems like the Duo have merit in the era of misters and Miu slash Pockets? Um, sincerely, Connor from Seafone Gaming. Yeah, I I was that's something I was going to talk about last week, but we didn't record. But um. I guess it was last week. Analog did two different drops. I think Tuesday was like the um, these are in stock until they're not and they're shipping right away. Analog pocket drop. And I don't know how many there were, but it was um, sold out by the time I like remembered it that morning or whatever. Yeah. Not that I was looking to get one, but, you know, I don't know. I yeah, the, might have yeah. impulse bought one. Who knows? The analog um, duo thing to me, like, so weirdly enough, like uh, the of all the systems that I have, I have probably have the most turbo graphic 16 cards weirdly oh I really no huh. why yeah but but, but probably because it's like easy to have like the eight good games you know like yeah right 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 and like <laughs> I, I don't know i mean i'm not hardcore enough into collecting analog hardware that it seemed worth it to me to spend 350 bucks or whatever to be like yeah play these eight games which i can play on any number of things that i already own yeah you know, like yeah but they're, they're, the Nintendo 64 one, that's going to be tempting for me because Nintendo 64 is kind of notoriously difficult to emulate. Yeah, that's true, too. Um, so the last Tuesday, they did a drop that was shipping immediately. And then I think Thursday, they opened up more, I guess, pre-orders. So you can, you can buy them and then they ship in February. So I think they're just going to start. I mean, they're not out of stock, right? Like I can buy one and spend money on it right now, even two weeks after this or whatever, a week later. Um, but it won't ship until February. So I'm sort of curious, like when they start manufacturing or maybe they're getting into a cadence of you're always going to be able to order them and then they'll just keep making them in batches. Sure. And, you know, um, I guess the, it's nice that you can get on a list and know you're going to get one. Right. I guess that's all we've sort of been asking for, too, is why didn't you do this in the first place? just take pre-orders and just fill them as much yeah, as, as right. well as you could or, or whatever. Right. Cause nothing sucks more than like, okay, they're going to do a drop. I'm going to get there. I'm refreshing and refreshing. Oh, they're out of stock. Now I'm screwed. Like that's a sour mm -hmm. experience. So at least if you could be like, 
oh, I got my pre-order in. Oh, it's estimated February. That sucks, but at least I'm in there. Um, is a better experience, I think. So as of right now, it still says February. Um, you can buy one, $220. Uh, I still stupidly want one of these for some dumb reason. I'm not going to let myself do it. I'm over it. But it's kind of cool to know that you could. So I guess if you were anxious for an analog and you can wait a couple of months, you can buy one now. Yay, I guess. Um, I think okay. the thing... Yeah, I don't know what I would do. I I think we talked about this before. I think the I feel like if you have operating some, system is some the, real, the killer for me. Yeah, that too. But I feel like if you had some real extreme nostalgia for the games this plays, then like sure. But I just yeah, I, I don't. I love my Miu Mini too much. Like yeah. I can't imagine a better experience than that. Even if the screen was better and the buttons are probably better, the build quality is probably better. I don't know. It's missing two trigger buttons too, though. Does that mm. make things weird ever? I don't know. So I'm going to stick with my Miu and uh, call it a day. But Analog Pockets, you can order them. whoop de doo I guess. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, and then we had another email from... Oh, that's a, that's spam. I'm going to mark that as spam. Um, this is from David. And he says, hey, guys, after you were on the Mac Rumors podcast, I started listening to it weekly now. It's a nice compliment for Mac-related discussion. Oh, you're welcome for sending you listeners, Dan. Yeah. Um, in their latest episode, they talk about how much they spend on subscription services each month and which ones they actually use. And they were surprised at how much money they waste on services they don't use. So I know you guys use a lot of different services. I think it'd be interesting if you also let us know what services you subscribe to and if you actually use them. I don't oh, want to do geez, that. I don't yeah. want to help myself. I um, subscribed. Oh, here's one for you. I subscribed to that Rocket Money thing for $4 a month for it to total up my subscriptions. And now I don't even use Rocket Money. So. <laughs> that has become a useless subscription to you. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, you know, it's weird because like, I would think of something like Disney plus, right? Like I did a, I think it was two years ago, right before they were doing their first price hike. And it was like, Oh, if you buy a year in advance, it's 80 bucks. Mm -hmm. And if not, it's going to be the monthly charge will make it like 120 or something like that. And so I sort of impulse bought like, Oh shoot, I think it would be nice to have Disney plus I'll buy a year. And um, I did. And then I don't think we started using that until like month 10 or something like that when the kids really got hooked on a few oh, Disney so we things. Use, we use the show Disney Plus. We do now but we didn't for the longest time and um, it's kind of frustrating but now they have some kids shows that they really look forward to on that and then um, we they're starting to get old enough now that it's fun to go through and watch the Disney movies and there's a ton huge movie catalog so now I feel like it's one of the more used subscription services but for like that first year almost I might as well have not had it and now, of course, it went up and we even talked about with the price hike, because I think it was 130 bucks for a year now. Um, we were like, let's cancel it. And then I forgot and auto subscribe. And I was like, well, uh-huh. I guess we got another year's worth, but at least it's one we use almost every day. Um, Netflix, we use almost every day. Apple TV Plus, I get as part of Apple I One. So I, I don't, don't really care about it. Yeah, I don't. I don't actively watch anything on Apple TV Plus right now. But I would like to. I hear all the good things about like foundation and um I don't know. I the morning show, I really like the first season, and now they're like on season three, I think. So I have a lot of catching up to do. Um Peacock, I still get because I wrestling basically, but also 
there's a lot of good stuff on Peacock that we watch, like rerun shows that we enjoy. Um, if I had to start dipping into non TV related subscriptions, shoot, I don't know if I have too many really. Um, yeah, but I'm sure I could find something somewhere that I'm wasting money on. And realistically, if I got rid of, I, I could probably live my life with just Netflix or just Peacock oh, or, yeah, you know, one of those. Sure. Right. And you'd always find something. One we recently got rid of was the Discovery Plus, which they merged with HBO or whatever. So now all that stuff's on Max. So if I wanted to subscribe to Max, I guess I could get it back, but I just haven't. So which I, that's one that people are always surprised. Like, you don't have HBO? And I'm like, no. And I don't know. I'm sure like, I'm missing stuff, but I'm also living my life. Yeah. And it's not affecting me too bad. I get HBO um, through with my AT&T cellular subscription, which is nice. Yeah, I don't they, know if I'd pay for it individually. They do. Verizon, I think I talked about this when I switched my plan and I, I bundled Apple One into my Verizon plan and actually made, it only bumped my cell phone bill up like $8 or something like that mm. for something that would was costing me like 26 or whatever. So, um, but they keep sending me emails. They're like, they do a max bundle too. And it's like 10 bucks a month. And I'm like, can I have that and Apple One? Can I just pay 10 extra dollars on my phone bill and get max, which is whatever, 15 or 20 bucks a month or whatever it is. So um, I'll have to look into that. That might get me to do it, but I don't know. I'd probably be fine if I canceled everything but one of them or even none of them. I don't care. Shit to watch on YouTube. Yeah, whatever. I hate the subscription world. But anyway, yeah, I I would be scared to actually go through. I probably should go through my bank account statements and like find out what I actually subscribe to every month and subscribe to Rocket Money. Yeah, it'll do it for you. (laughs) Uh, So anyway, Thanks, David, and thanks, Connor, for sending emails in. And if you would like to send an email in, it is podcast at tetracade.com. I think I'm uh, hitting the limit for this episode. We've been going for a little while now, over an hour, I think, right? Probably, I don't know. I don't keep track of this sort of thing. Um, So I'll say thanks, everyone, for listening to this week's episode. And you can help us out by visiting patreon.com forward slash touchercade, becoming one of our patrons, or doing your Amazon shopping through touchercade.com forward slash Amazon. And like I said, send us an email, podcast at touchercade.com. We would love to hear from you. So with all that, thanks again for listening. We'll be back with another episode of the Touch Arcade Show next week. See ya. (laughs) 